You're listening to the Blissful Hiker Podcast. I'm Allison Young, the solo, female, middle-aged, titanium-reinforced, long-distance backpacker, Blissful Hiker, sharing stories to empower you to learn to hike your own hike, too. If you enjoy these podcasts, please consider supporting them through Patreon. There's a link in the show notes or at blissfulhiker.com. No. This week, it's all about regrets. You know the phrase, no regrets? I mean, it's usually followed by, bro, no regrets, bro. And it's offered up after a crushing loss or a colossally dumb decision. The sentiment is a good one. It's meant to push the receiver out of maudlin self-pity, pity that might freeze them in place, cementing a negative and self-defeating posture that makes envisioning a brighter future impossible. Whatever happened or didn't happen, the advisor is saying, it's just a blip in a long, fruitful life. Michel Vauquer wrote words to that effect made famous in the 1960s by Edith Piaf. Non, rien de rien. No, je ne regrette rien. I don't care, she says, about anything. Neither the good nor the bad that was done to me, the sorrows or the pleasures, because today is a new day. Now, in her case, it had nothing to do with an attitude shift from within to face the future with optimism. Rather, she met a new guy. I find it funny how many times she repeats non as if to push away any lingering trauma by the force of her voice. Maybe Edith Piaf is covering up the truth that she's afraid. I mean, we all deal with regret. The shoulda, woulda, couldas of our lives. The roads not taken. That fear that kept us frozen in place when we might have acted. Recently, I read a stunning piece in the New York Times titled, A 63-Year-Old Runner Changed the Way I Think About Regret. It's about a long-distance Japanese runner named Mariko Yugeta who holds the world record in her age group. Not only that, but she's the only woman over 60 to run a marathon in under three hours. That means she's breaking her own records as she's aging. Now, if you know me at all, I'm not usually all that impressed by speed and record-breaking in and of itself. But what interests me is that Mariko dropped out of a promising athletic career in her prime to raise a family and pursue her career— Her regrets are not going for it when she could and then letting all that time pass. Oddly for her, regret acts not as an obstacle, but as fuel. She told the New York Times, I don't think the feeling of regret is a negative emotion. What's negative are thoughts like, I can't run fast anymore, or I'm too old to do this. And I think that it's an entirely positive way to live, to use any regrets you might have as motivation to achieve a goal. Well, it got me thinking about Facebook when many of my friends have been posting an early or first headshot, you know, those 8 by 10 black and white glossies we used to send out in unbendable cardboard envelopes to presenters, competitions, the newspapers. We don't do that anymore. It's really old school. So I posted one on Facebook from my 20s when I first moved to Houston. 
All the studio shots taken of me up to that point looked forced, almost noirish. This one was taken just by a friend in the outdoors in a courtyard. And I look natural, happy. I look just right. It's a long time ago, as the bangly rhinestones and lacy top attest, but I remember so well the eager, intense, moody girl that I was. I had no clue about how talented I was, how superb a flute player I was, and smart, too. I thought the cruelty of the world and the heartbreak of loss was all about me, something that I brought on myself. I internalized my failures, and I reflected them back on how I saw myself. And gee whiz, looking back 30 years now, what a beautiful woman I was. I don't say that with any ego or conceit, just kind of amazement. I say it with a little bit of regret that I wasn't more fully aware of who I was and my gifts, that I couldn't enjoy them while they lasted. Curiously, what we usually regret are not actions taken but opportunities missed. That being said, studies show that ignoring our regrets and filling our minds with only positive feelings can actually backfire on us. Too much Pollyanna, and we stifle growth and learning. Yeah, it's more mentally healthy to be optimistic, but looking into the eyes of that younger version of myself, I wonder, why wasn't I filled with more self-assurance and belief that things would work out for me? Regret in this instance causes me now to move more easily and flexibly towards risk and expand how I see and define myself. And all of that is evidenced in the singular decision I made for myself. I asked for a leave of absence from my job to walk the Te Araroa in New Zealand. I mean, sadly, my manager granted me the leave, but she waited until I returned to the job to eliminate my position. (laughs) It was one of the most painful losses of my life, and I'm still filled with regret that I didn't protect myself better. But I should tell you that four years after that happened, it kind of makes me laugh how cliche the whole affair is. Taking that time for myself was one of the most empowering decisions of my life, no matter what happened as a result at my job. It was a decision that changed me for the better in ways I'm still coming to understand. Regrets and living in the past can be double-edged swords, however, and when we kick ourselves for things we didn't do, we mourn lives not lived. And yet we try to avoid regrets at all costs by making the perfectly correct choice, even though we're limited by the information in front of us at the time and the lens through which we see the world. I mean, the Arizona Trail is another example of this kind of thinking. Through hikes tend to amplify our feelings of FOMO, the fear of missing out, and therefore fill us with regret on almost a daily basis. The enormous distance that has to be covered, coupled with fellow hikers who may be stronger, faster, and younger, can make one uncharacteristically competitive. It's not simply about pushing the body to its extreme to keep up. It's a feeling like your entire experience doesn't match up with theirs. In this case, regret played a curious role, reminding me of the times I truly did miss out because I'd held on to a rigid belief that a thru-hike only counts if every single inch is walked. I mean, the question really is, counts to whom? For the first time on the Arizona Trail, I happily skipped sections I knew I didn't have time to walk or I found utterly boring, knowing what I missed could be walked next season 
or not at all if something better came up. The odd thing is that I finished earlier than expected and I came home sooner, back to other activities that I love, hosting classical concerts, interviewing musicians, and playing my flute. Instead of freezing in my tent as winter weather moved in on a repetitive slog of the Kaibab Plateau, I celebrated Easter with family and friends. While Mariko Yugeta used regret over the past to fuel her success today, she does not live full-time in that negativity. She says, It's a waste of time to think about days gone by. What's important is the here and now and the future. You know, perhaps growing older softens regret because we know time is limited and we eventually have to choose a path to walk, leaving alternative lives behind. And besides, those tiny regretful voices might be the ones that inspire me to go on the next hike with an open mind and an open heart and to anticipate that some days will be tough and negative feelings will come, but there will be so many amazing and unexpected encounters. So to be honest... I won't have the time to regret my choices. You can subscribe to Blissful Hiker wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave a review on Apple to help the show get discovered. There's a picture of me from the 90s with those bangly earrings and also the first episode of this podcast where I talk about why I decided to go on the Te Araroa and the risk that I took. You can find a link in the show notes or just go to blissfulhiker.com. And friends, till we meet next week, kia kaha and happy trails. <laughs>